What's up, boys and girls? Welcome to the podcast. Podcast is brought to you by Waterstone Mortgage and the Bowen team. If you guys are possibly thinking about buying a house, the most important thing you can do is work with a mortgage lender who knows what the hell they're doing. I have to tell you, after doing this for five years, full-time, it's probably one of the single most important things you can do besides hiring a good realtor. Uh, Michael Bowen from Waterstone Mortgage, this guy's a pro. He's been doing it for like 30 years. He's one of the top mortgage brokers in New Mexico. And I actually personally use this guy a lot. He's actually done uh, a personal house for me. But then I always have no problem referring this guy to other people. So if you're a first-time home buyer, if you're trying to buy a luxury property, you want to buy an investment property, whatever you can think of, this guy can help for sure. Give Michael Bowen a call from Waterstone Mortgage, 505-259-8326. That's 505-259-8326. NMLS number 214602. Michael Bowen at Waterstone Mortgage. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Pure Life Medical Cannabis. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, I said it, medical cannabis. If you are a card holder here in the state of New Mexico, you want to go with the best. You got to go with Pure Life, all right? Being a medical card holder, I can tell you these guys probably have the largest variety of strains out of any of the dispensaries that I've seen here in New Mexico. Uh, they've got stores in Las Cruces, T or C. There's, they have like six stores all around the state. They've got 10 coming by the middle of next year. These guys are known for their high quality medicine, exceptional service. Their staff is super friendly. Uh, they've got edibles, chocolates, gummies, candies. They also carry Bloom vape pens. Now, the cool thing about the Bloom vape pen, these things are laboratory tested as being safe, so you don't have to worry about any nonsense with that. And then all of their product is actually grown in this multi-million dollar state-of-the-art facility that they had built just for their medicine. So if you are a card holder, if you're a medical cannabis card holder, you have to go and check out the people over at Pure Life. Six locations to choose from. PureLifeNM.com is the website. Make sure you tell them Buck and Dex sent you. The podcast is also being brought to you by Unleashed Sports Nutrition. If you're not familiar with these guys, let me explain who they are. They used to be a different brand years ago when we were back doing the morning show, and then they changed because they could help their clients and customers better by just kind of going out on their own. So now they're Unleashed Sports Nutrition. They're in Rio Rancho, and Corey is the guy that owns that place over there. They've got another shop actually coming here pretty soon. It's going to be in the Winrock Town Center. So these guys are actually very helpful. I got on this health kick this summer, about the middle of July, and I went over and saw Corey, and he was kind of helping me out as far as, you know, telling me what I needed as far as protein, you know, you need to take in this much protein, you need to take this uh, this amino acid, and he really set me up with, uh, I guess, just kind of like making sure that I was going to be successful for what I was trying to do, and I got to tell you, man, I have never felt better and I'm stronger than I ever was. I mean, I'm being consistent about it. I'm being consistent with my diet, uh, with my exercise. But the other piece of this puzzle that you have to have if you're trying to lose weight or you're trying to gain muscle is you have to be taking the right supplements and you have to go see the guys over at Unleashed Sports Nutrition in Rio Rancho. Don't just take my word for it though. Make sure you call them and talk to them. Call, ask for Corey. The phone number is 505 Eight nine two forty eight hundred five zero five 
800-892-4800. Ask for Corey. Make sure you tell them that Buck and Dex sent you so you can get the Buck and Dex podcast deal. Back by popular demand. Come on. It's been a dream of mine to have this man on the podcast that I've dreamt about for years. His name is Tate Fletcher. Most importantly, and most recently, I was super pumped when I watched the first episode of The Mandalorian. I mean, how epic is that, that you got to be part of that? Yeah, it's uh, it didn't land on me as being... Um, as. It's hard for you know something that magnificent to really be like uh like whoa like this is this is really happening this is what that is. I remember being a little kid, you know, going yeah. to Star Wars and standing in line outside for this great new movie that was coming out and and uh it's just it's crazy, you know. I think that um you know when I look back at that and then I look at this and then they go, "Oh, I, I read for this thing and they're like, "Oh yeah, it's it's a John Favreau production." I didn't even know what it was I was reading for. Oh wow. And and uh yeah, they don't say, "Oh, this is going to be this." <laughs> and uh what's and, your do- hold on, what's your dog's so, name? So, Hank. Hank. Oh, Hank. Okay. Hank's fine. Um and and so uh they, they, you know, they, then they call me and they say, Hey, we've got this, we've got this other role though, that they want you to look into also. Right. And I, I go, oh, okay. So I don't know if you saw, but in, in episode three also, there's the heavy infantry Mandalorian. Yeah. And, and so that was me. Oh, cool. Uh, in that suit. And that was really crazy. That was another beautiful aspect of it. And so just being a part of that world. And then a lot of my friends were a part of the world. And then I saw Gina then, was in it. Gina Carano. Was yeah. In it. Yeah. Yeah. My friend Sala Baker and, uh, Elvin Singh. There's a, a bunch of great folks that are, are traveling through that world. And, and that, then, then I got to go to the premiere, which was a crazy thing. Like I, this, this, so this all happened a year ago for me, really. Yeah. And then a couple of weeks ago, I get an email and they go, "Hey, we want to um, go ahead and do this premiere. If you want to come, be plus one, and you can uh, you can go ahead and RSVP. But if you don't, like you have to do it by tomorrow at this date. There's only so many. Sp- so I go to this thing, and I've never been to a premiere before, a red carpet event. Right. And my mom came out. And I so, saw that. So we go. Yeah, that was awesome. it was That's beautiful, cool. man. And uh, we we got to go and have that experience together. And then we get to see what was so cool about it is they they had like must have been like maybe a hundred or two hundred fans in this old beautiful theater, um, and they all had. Mandalorian Merc jackets on. So like the 501st oh, cool. came out strong. Yeah. So it's all these guys that are this this group of men that have all gotten together behind being Mandalorians and they make their own armor and and they're school teachers and scientists and they're all walks of life. I get to meet all these people. So what I love about Favreau and 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 Filoni uh that created this really and Dave Filoni being kind of the you know um adopted son of George Lucas mm-hmm. and from him, the wellspring flows, and and George Lucas gives all his add-ons and and thoughts about the nature of uh, what Star Wars ought to be to Dave, and then Dave goes through with it and and follows it through, and Dave goes to a lot of these places where the Mandalorians all meet up, and so they all know each other intimately because Dave did Clone Wars right uh, back in the day, and so there, I mean, and so it's the, what I I guess I'm getting at is like this real familial thing. The the honor is tremendous to be brought into this family it's just it's a real special thing and i can't really get my head around it it's like when when you're walking through something it's hard to yeah 
think of how amazing yeah. it is, but uh, I'm I'm really in awe about it all. Yeah. So are you saying this is the first, the first picture that you will not like just get destroyed in? We'll see. Possibly. We'll see. There's so many secrets out there, and you want to be <laughs> you want to be careful of not yeah. seeing anything, right? <laughs> um, but you know, there's been so many things too in my life that I go, you know. What what I thought was beautiful first at the premiere that nobody got to see was that um, you know Werner Herzog was there, who is like a, a hero of, of as a filmmaker to me. Like he's really something special out there, and he brought up the aspect of mythology, and he said what this captured and what George Lucas did was he created a mythology that never existed really before and still doesn't in film. I, we don't we don't tell stories like that. I mean, you look at all the Yoda-isms and everything and you can't tell me that that's different than Taoism or 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 uh you know the higher parts of all religions all over. It's like th- th- this is good sense that's coming out and 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 to have that in this action story, which when I watched Mandalorian, you know, he comes out and Mando comes out and we all press him and then he messes us all up and all that. If you haven't seen the first one, I don't know what rock you're Sorry, on. yeah. It's no spoiler for you, but uh you know, it's a, I'm like, this is like John Wick as a gunfighter in the old West in outer space is kind of how that whole, yeah. you know, yeah. thing ran out to me. And I thought, this is amazing. And then the, the undercurrents of, of what all is there and, and what was laden before. And I really believe um, that this ties together those first three that we ever saw mm-hmm. with that. And it, it, it kind of is like, let, let's go on and tell these stories in a, in a truer nature than um, maybe we, had been doing in the last previous years, you know? Yeah, I think it was really kind of about time that something like this happened because, I mean, really, when you think about the the catalog of Star Wars, one of the most underplayed characters in Star Wars was Boba Fett, a Mandalorian. Amazing, right? And, Everybody's favorite, and he yeah, had a little and he had part. he had barely anything. I mean, I've I've literally I can take you upstairs, no no bullshit, and show you a polo shirt that I have with the Mandalorian logo on it that I've had for probably five years. You yeah. Know? When I found one, I finally bought it. You know, right. and it's like it's great that they're actually giving this the due that it deserves. Right. I think it's amazing. And the I way mean, that he died was so. Just lame in the first one, you know what I'm saying? Back in you know the old Star Wars. Oh yeah, it was so stupid. Yeah, how, like like he, this could be an epic character, and then all of a sudden he goes out like that. Yeah, like what? What? what just it's happened? tremendous. And then there, I mean, and then to find you know to stumble upon a whole race. Yeah, of of these guys, and this is their religion is to yeah, be protectors like and 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 uh, and soldiers. You know, to be, and that's what I love. You know, the Mandalorians. They're they're reduced to living underground. They're, yeah. But their honor and their integrity, the code they live by, stand strong. Yeah. That's still what they hang their hats on if they ever took their hats off. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and that kind of thing is beautiful. You know, that idea that, like, uh, just because it's popular doesn't make it right. Right. Just because it's the current thing that's going on in society doesn't mean that we have to adopt that. We can still hang on to our, our, our rooted morals of where we come from. And, and I think that's a, fucking wonderful manifestation to put out into film yeah you know i mean there's a lot of stuff going on in these things and i think there's a lot for everybody in it it's it's uh like like i said i'm just stoked to be able to watch it all unfold you know dude i don't think i've ever i you know i'm not one of those people that gets like i hate on my friends when they have success i mean i'm like i'm that guy cheering for people and when i saw you in there i was like i was so yeah fucking stoked for you because it's like this is just it's so 
it's so big. I mean, dude, you're a part of Star Wars now forever. I mean, what was crazy is I didn't know it was going to be in Hatties. Like I read for that in English, yeah. right? And that whole that you know to be on set that day when I when the first day I was on set, we did a lot of prep beforehand, and I talked to a linguist. Yeah. That developed that language beforehand and worked yeah. on pronunciation and all that. It was. What's was it like, based on? I have no idea where he's, where, where, I mean, it's a made up thing. I know that he's worked for George Lucas films for 20 years yeah. and he's created this kind of elfin dialogue. Yeah. And, and so we go through that we do a couple of Skype calls and then I meet him in person on the day and, and, you know, and so then with that, I'm like, I'm holding this, this mantle. Like I want to do it service. I want to yeah. be able to do yeah. a good job for this guy. He He's put his life into this, you know? And so you know, none of that is lost on me. And I'm just like an eager puppy. Like, did, did I do good? And I'm looking at him across the bar. As do it. He's like, this, this word a little more like that. And I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. And, yeah. you know, to have that kind of, you know, because for me in smaller <clears throat> characters, you don't, it's not all the vocalizations are off you and every camera angle is off your face. But that whole scene was about my character, the elf yeah. crawler in that. And I was like, this is you know, so I've been in the movies for a while, but it's like I hadn't been in the movies like that. Yeah. Right. Like there's a weird cast system in the movies and like, and that kind of thing. I go, oh, and so it's these little things in life where you go, maybe that's not my everyday, but it gives you hope. Yeah. That you're like, that can happen though. Yeah. And so let's go ahead and keep, keep trudging along. Keep let's keep working. Yeah. 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 That's the thing with Tate. If you didn't know, Tate, you've been in how many, when you look at your IMDb, it's like, holy cow. And the movies that you've been in are just the, the best of the best, you know, yeah, it's pretty great. It's yeah. pretty great. I, I, and I didn't realize that until later too. And I'm sitting with a friend of mine and he's, he's been in films for a long, long time. And I looked at his IMDb after we were hanging out and I was like, I hadn't even heard of a lot of those movies. And so you, you start to look at like the scope of stuff that's <laughs> yeah. out there and you're like, man, I'm just a fortunate son. I don't know why, but um, I, you know, and that, and that's the other thing too, is I, I do realize that. And I do realize that like, I want to carry this in a good way. I mean, I got, I was on a, a Jamie Foxx show recently that it, it'll come out in a little bit, but um, you know, all the dialogue changed. And then I got like a page of dialogue that I'd never seen before. And we're getting ready to light it and shoot it. And I was like, and sometimes it's like that, you know, sometimes you're the last guy to know what's going on. You know, I don't have an assistant helping me with get to get line or like anyway. So I get the that and I go, fuck, this is where we're at. Yeah. And I go, okay, I got 20 minutes at least before they light it. And so then I go out and, and I go, this is why you're here because you can adapt because this isn't great. It's not optimum, but you're the guy that can do this and, and, and pull that. And so like, that's something I take a lot of pride in is that like, you know, if you give me a job to do. I'm going to do my damnedest to get it done in in the in the best. I want you to be happy that you hired me. And so that that that's kind of the the vein that I go at it in and and um so this was just you know as a pinnacle thing. But saying that too, I want to say, you know, I've had career ending injuries where I know yeah. this is going to be the last thing I ever do and now my whole future, you know, cascades in front of me before I even hit the ground grabbing my knee, you know. Yeah. yeah. And and that wasn't true. And then I go, okay, well, this thing, oh, I got a SAG award for breaking. That's going to make all the difference. People, have, that's clout. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's just, and all these things that just has come to me at this, you know, advanced age that it's all just experience that I wear like a, like a sweater that I got yesterday. I wear that today for more warmth and I take this on and I take that into tomorrow. And all these things are just experience with which to 
filtered life. So you're maybe a little more compassionate, a little more generous, a little more gracious, a little more understanding of the complexity and of the uh, the broadness of life. Because a lot of times I'd look at things with a perspective that was so narrow that of course that looks like a loss to you. But when you look at it, you're like, oh, on the big scale, that's a win because it's going to take you to here with these skills and and all these things are connected, you know? And yeah. and uh, a guy told me a long time ago, you know, when, with, with, with the lumps and all that, he says, Tate, God didn't bring you this far to drop you on your head, you know? And, and, and I, when I see things working, things are working towards good and, and, and I can be an agent of that because I know that uh, a lot of people say, oh, there's, there's no this, there's no that, there's no sense to it all and it's chaos. Well, if that's true, that's a miserable place for me because then I go, oh, I'm a victim, right? And, and I've never seen a victim succeed and I've never seen one get well from, from all the things that make us sick in life, you know? And so if I can take responsibility and I can go, listen, there's, I've got agency and there's things I can do to tip the balance to be advantageous to me. Like, then I need to do that. I can't be grousing about the obstacles. The obstacles are what makes me strong enough to be able to carry the weight when the day comes. Yeah. You know, that, so it's, to me, it's all, it's all a blessing. And I try to stay on the sunny side of that, you know, because there, yeah, sure, there's darkness everywhere, but what am I going to choose to look at, you know? Yeah. Mm. Did you think, so we probably <laughs> met you. Long time ago, man. It was a long time ago. It was probably like in the <laughs> mid 2000s, like maybe 2005 or something like that. Yeah. 2006 yeah, it has to be 10 to 15 years yeah back. did you think i mean we met you you were a fighter right did you think like have any inkling i mean i always like to ask people this question because we interviewed ice t what yeah we interviewed ice t at a festival and i mean yeah yeah and i ask him the question it's like okay from where you started you're robbing jewelry stores <laughs> did you have any idea did you could you even like fathom in your in your mind that you could possibly be where you're at today? And he was like, No, man, this is this is this is unfathomable. You know, where he where he started and where he is today. I, I love mean that. Yeah. Did you did you think that? No, but I mean, you know, the thing about Ice T is that, you know, I got to hang, you know, as a fighter and it brought me into the world of a lot of people, whatever. And, uh, and then I was doing bodyguard work for Rogan and I, I was with him at a UFC and kind of in the front rows. And I look back and I'm sitting next, like Cindy Crawford's next to me. I mean, there's yeah. like legit, there, there's, there's proper people around here that are like, whoa. And, uh, yeah. And there's like, they're cool people. Nice one. And I look back and I see this badass blonde looking chick and I go, what? And then I look, I go, oh, it's OG iced tea, right? And so it's cocoa and iced <laughs> tea. Cocoa and iced tea, yeah. Like seven rows back. Yeah. And I I had to fight to not keep turning around with a smile, right? Like, And people ask, you ever been starstruck? Yeah, iced tea is the only one. Like, wow. Yeah. But uh, no, man, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't imagine. You know, they they, they talked about, uh, you know, I uh, I got sober a long time ago. Um after a bunch of stuff in my life anyway and, and they go hey write down your dreams write down your biggest dreams of what they are and you'll be surprised and then they go you'll be surprised i go man i got some crazy dreams whatever but being surprised it ain't gonna happen but i could have never i could have never come up with the road that i walked and that's the thing is it, it's like a real life i think a fruitful life it's like yeah you got to live intentionally but at the same time it can't be contrived it's like if i would have tried to set up the life that I'd have wanted instead of just being fully immersed in the life that was occurring now. Yeah. 
You think the, you would have shortchanged the yourself? things wouldn't have happened yeah. that needed to happen for me to become who I was to become, and I wouldn't trade it, you know? Yeah. Something like that. It's like there's there's uh, there's some kind of magic at work up there. If you just pay attention to the work in front of you, try to be present in the moment, do those good works, and then leave the results up to the universe, you know? Like I'm guy told me a long time ago, he goes, Tate, you're you're in the action business, uh, not the results business. You leave the results up to God, you do the work. Yeah. And and that served me real well uh, in these years. And and it and it it really that and then be of service to others. When, whenever I'm confused, I fall back on the you know, I, I'm a dumb guy. I can't take all like there's there's sure we could pontificate but I need to keep it simple, man. And so when I do that and I reduce it back to like yeah, man. Oh, do you feel nervous? Do you feel self-conscious? Well, how can you be helpful to the people around you? How could you make this this experience better? Yeah. I mean, and and that's the thing on, on film sets and all that, too. I, I learned from a, a friend of mine. He he had a really great thing to say. He was getting yelled at by a director. Some of those directors scream on people, and that's just how they run a set. They don't know how else to do it. The poor guys. Uh, but my friend, after he was trying to be very... He's trying to do the right thing, and nobody wants to get yelled at. We want to have the best result. He says to the guy, he says, hey, man, you're going to have to fire me if you think I'm not the right guy for this job. I'm, I, I want to give you what you need, and I want to make this event. I'm, I'm not here for me. I'm here to make this the best thing possible. If there's another person that's better in this spot that I'm in, you have to replace me. You've got to fire me, please. Yeah. And I, I, I like that, man. I like yeah. taking it like that. Like I'm here to do the best I can, but... I agree. If there's somebody better that yeah. is here, let, let's get him in here, man. Let's yeah. let's get him to do this because um, I, I need this result to be great. You know, I've ever read the Go Giver, the book, the Go Giver. Heard of that? You should check it out. The Go Giver, the Go Giver. It's kind of like based that. on on what you're talking about right now. It's it's a good book. I mean, I, I'd give you a copy, but I literally just gave mine away to somebody. And it mailed it, it to heals them. the heart. Yeah, you know that mm -hmm. kind of thing. It's like it can put a put a balm over you when you feel like that frenetic energy and like, oh my god, and if I say the wrong thing, and yeah. man, it diffuses all that. Yeah, and you can just go, oh, I'm just a worker amongst worker. I'm just here trying to be helpful, man. Yeah, yeah. Like and nobody's that. mad at that, right? You know, yeah. because a guy that's wanting to be helpful, what else is he? He's aware. He's not adult walking around looking at his shoes or thinking about what's on his phone or whatever. He's aware of what's going on. His head's on a swivel. Where can, are they safe? What's going on? Is everybody good? That, you know, and you can kind of check that in your life. You know, do you see uh, the complete opposite with people in Hollywood? You know, um, not with where I hang out. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I try to keep my circle real, real tight in that way because. Um, I, I gotta, you know, I gotta. There's so much extra noise that I really got to take care of myself and I got to go, okay, where do we turn the volume down so that you can get, cause you can get caught up in that easily, you know? And, and, uh, and even just in the noise of traffic, there's always a, bah, everybody's going somewhere. And it's like, there's, there's a lot of um, merit in just sitting and learning how to breathe and going, okay, with, with all this tension everywhere, because what am I left with at the end of the day is my breath. And if, and if I can make my breath, my ally, well, then I can start to control, um, I can control my reaction to whatever the external chaos is. And, and that's always what I saw from fighting or wherever I go, you know, where's, where's the peace in the storm? Where can I, can I maintain a, a balance inside my heart and soul and consciousness while there's chaos around me? Yeah. I mean, when people talk about success, I mean, that's not, not success. You know, that, that, that's a, you, you have dominion over self. And, and I think that's the thing as a, as a man that I try to do is I go, okay, how do I comport my character in such a way that I I've got dominion over my mental, uh, my emotional, which are different. 
I didn't know they were different for a long time. Spiritual and physical self. And those four aspects are like, are huge. And, and whenever I look and I go, I'm out of sorts, I'm, ah, if I had any hair, I'm pulling it out, whatever. Uh, you know, one of those things is out of balance with another. And, and, and usually going and thinking of others is the solution. Crazy as that sounds, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I heard a lady talk one time and she goes, you know, when I think about taking care of your problems, all my problems die of neglect. I'm like, ain't that a nice Ooh. way to get rid of your problems? Just yeah. to go be helpful to somebody else. Cause most of the stuff that I was spun up about, you know, six months ago, I couldn't even tell you what to do. It's today, yeah. you know? And, and so, uh, anyway, it's, it's been a nice way to just kind of not have the crazy go off in my mind. Yeah. Cause otherwise I'm listening to radio K fuck in my head and it's all about <laughs> Tate all the time yeah. and none of it's good. You know? Yeah. Are you still uh, doing a podcast? Pirate life radio has been on hiatus. Yeah. Um, for about a year, I guess I did about four this year, but, uh, a bunch of stuff came up in my life and I just didn't, but it's something that I really want to make. I want to come back and I want to come back with intention and consistency. And so I've never done it out of a studio or anything like that. It's just been, you know, grab the machine and let's go. Oh, we're driving in the car two hours. Cool. Well, you know, and uh, I'd like to do it with, uh, with a little more excellence than that. But see, that's what I'm telling him. Like we were talking earlier today and I was like, I think I'm going to build us a studio. And he was like, no, let's save the money. Let's not do it right now. And it's like, dude, we need to be, if we're going to do this, oh, yeah, I, let's I, fucking do it. But you know, I'm, I'm such a gypsy now, you know, I just, he's I don't so know where full my, of shit. <laughs> I live in a camper and he lives in a caravan. Yeah. So, you know, I never know what tomorrow is going to lead me to. That's what I say too. And, and, and it's like that, you know, oh, I'm on set in Atlanta. And so then I can, uh, just take the recorder with me and do it. Yeah. That's cool. If you do it. Because if you're on set for five weeks, you're working 16 hours a day, exactly. and then on your day off, you're just trying to do laundry. You're not trying to do that. Yeah. And so it, it's like, let's bank them. Like, that's, I just want to be a little more adult about it, you know? Yeah. I only pick the spaces where I want to be adult in my life. But Yeah. <laughs> did, did you like doing the podcast stuff? I mean- I love it. I you love have, it. So, you're, so if people don't know, you're really good friends with like Joe Rogan, Brendan Schaub, uh, Joey Diaz. Yeah. All those guys have really successful podcasts. Yep. I mean, is that kind of- They tell me their numbers and I trip up. <laughs> I know. Right. How many it's, how many crazy. listens how many listens per episode does Joe get? Does Rogan get? It's got to be millions. Well, he's a, a billion a year. A billion a year. Yeah. A Most billion. of those come from from uh, audio, just the audio right. on podcasts, and then the rest are YouTube and and that's residual income too. Your YouTube, if that's that's another chat. Yeah. That's crazy residual. And so income. it's crazy, but yeah. like, yeah, one of my friends that's not a, a, a Joe that. Um, it was a few years ago, and he was like, "Yeah, I was doing uh, nine hundred thousand last February downloads on his podcast." And he goes, "And this year, this was in a one-year time. I'm doing nine million. Wow! And so he's going ten to the you know a factor of ten um, in a year, and that's you know so that's kind of stuff you're leaving on the table yeah. by not getting involved till next year." Yeah, in, yeah. In, in that regard, you know, and then the then the market's more saturated, this and that. But the all that shit is like the numbers and the end of it. And like I said, I'm not results oriented. But the thing I do like about it is I love being in the conversation. And I, and it really dawned on me. I did one with uh with Coach Jackson, mm -hmm. and and I was like, you know, and I'd been a couple years without fighting, and then. I thought, well, fuck, man, I would have never sat down for two hours with Greg yeah. and had this conversation were it not for this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And that in itself is worth it. And then I know people that are that brilliant and beautiful 
And fuck, to not expose that to friends of mine that I grew up in Michigan with or to whomever that's living wherever they are, that they don't have that kind of interaction with those folks. It's like, shit, that's maybe that could be seen as important work, you know? And uh, so that's kind of, I love that process of it. You know, I love, I love the conversation. I love getting to know people and going, how come you think like that? You know, and where'd that perspective come from? Because this idea that everybody's wrong and like, you know, everybody else, regardless of what you're up to, you know, you can all be in the same union, but it's across the country. And you're like, you guys are doing it wrong here in Iowa. You know what I mean? It's (laughs) like, no matter what, you know, Oh, you guys do it that way. But it's like, the beautiful thing is that maybe nobody's wrong and everybody, I would have that perspective too. Had I walked the exact road that guy walked. And maybe it's important that I listen to that, acknowledge his road. And that then I can go, Oh, how is it that you see it? I thought that when Trump got elected and I was, you know, I was in a camp where I was hearing all these people grouse about how that's the end of the world and all that kind of stuff. And that ain't true. But I thought it's weird though. Then when the Antifa and then the, 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 the comfort, the, the, the country started getting fractured in these ways, you know? And so, um, and then I go, Antifa, you gotta, your group is called anti-fascist. Like people gotta know that fascists are shitty. Like that's a weird flex. And you know, all these signaling and then words change meanings. Liberal that used to mean free thinking now means you're a lefty thumb sucking snowflake or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> how did free thinking, boy, isn't that a trick by the evil that do to be a free thinker? Now you're going to be a pussy. Yeah. Like that's. That's, and if you fell into that trick and you're listening, you might want to recheck your shit. But the, th- the thing with all that stuff is, is, is I go, maybe I need to know the guy with the rebel flag in his pickup truck. How, how come he feels that way? What took him to, to get so we're so fractured? I mean, I need to know what my fellow man is feeling to know what his struggle is so that I can have some goddamn compassion. I can't just say he's wrong. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Well, that's, how what everything, that's what everything is based on, though. I mean, it's like... You have to, the, the way that people frame things now is like they draw a line in the sand and it's like, you have to pick a side. Where are you going to fall? And if you don't line directly up with what these other people are thinking, then you're a fuckhead. And that's, um, that's, that's um, intellectually lazy, right? Because yeah. that, that shows that, uh, oh, well, you're saying that stuff because you're one of X. Right. So now I don't have to listen. And it's like, well, that's not really the way learning happens, but good luck to you. You know, I mean, yeah. So I I try to, you know, uh, be a voice that's more temperate in the middle of that and going, you know, because all these things that are the end of the world, it's like my career ending injuries and the things that are going to, none of that's true. All the stuff my grandparents were like, this is the end of the world. Elvis is shaking his hips. (laughs) Go ahead and tell Cardi B that. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's okay. And people still loving, you know, it's the same thing. I went to China, man. And, and how lucky I was to be able to do that. Uh, and 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 I, I go there and I, I the only thing I knew about China is Tiananmen Square. Yeah, I knew they're ru- running students over with tanks. Yeah, like that's what I know. I woke up in the middle of the night, by the way, and saw that on the news when that happened. Like I remember it's when crazy, that happened. Yeah, right? nuts. And so then I go to China and I go, I'm going to go and there's going to be this dark communist overlord of a military seizure on the whole country. And it's like all I see is people loving their kids. People trying to go to work, people trying to make them money. They're, they're, it's, capitalism is rooted there. Like, and I'm like, this is not at all. That, somebody's trying to make me think of these people as being different. Yeah. And and that's you know travel. They, I mean, I don't know who said it, but somebody did. Travel cures racism. Yeah. It, it cures ignorance. It's like oh, and then especially if I have to humble myself because I don't know the language. Go, I'd like to eat. You know, yeah. could you help me out? Do you speak any English? Can yeah. get some? You know, I mean. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. 
man. Yeah. And uh, so more of that. And that's, you know, I say all this stuff, but I'm, I'm just, I could get just as dirty and dark. I need to stay in the work of that stuff because if I'm not steadily in the work of that stuff, I'll corrode into whatever the temperature of the water is in the fishbowl I'm in at that time. And um, I've got to be wary of that. I mean, I think we have to be diligent as humans to be able to really look at our own echo chamber and go, how do I get outside of this so I can be a little more generous, gracious, and loving, you know? Yeah. Mm. It's totally the polar opposite of the characters that you always seem to play in the movies. It's <laughs> yeah. like yeah. you're always the bad guy. So it's it's refreshing for people to actually kind of understand who yeah. you are. Well, and in that too, I go, in that, I go, you know, I don't want to be. I'm glad to be at the party. Glad yeah. to be in that spot. But I played a lot of bad guys. And so then I go, well, what am I going to cry that I don't play? Like, no, I'm going to create. And so, you know, like KJ and I are d- deep into creation of of our own vehicles, you know, and you you kind of have to do that. Like I got getting to work with John Favreau is really interesting. You know, I go, oh, God, I never thought I'd be working with that John guy's Favreau, f- right? F- he's amazing. Yeah. But let's yeah. run it back to Swingers yeah. that he wrote. Yeah. So that's why he's who he is. Yeah. Because he was like, I'm not going to wait for somebody to ask me to the party or ask me to be a good guy or ask me. I'm going to go ahead and create this. And 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 that's the thing that I want, you know. I mean, I, Seth Godin wrote a great book about leadership. And, and and he talks about that. He's like, we need everybody to be leaders. We need, you know, pick, pick up and lead the people that need your help right in the room you're in. It's, it's happening in your families. It's happening everywhere. I mean, that's the funny thing is we all think we got a great idea about how to run the country and politics. I talked to a kid that was an anti-capitalist the other day. And I go, okay. He's well, an anti-capitalist? Yeah. I go, well, what's better? Then a, and who's supposed to take care of you? Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, in that way, and I understand there's corrosive capitalism that that, that we see expressed everywhere. And that's, we should, we should look at that and we should abridge that, but it's like, we don't, yeah, let's throw out the system. Guess what? You already don't look capable, son, and you're going to get eaten. You know what I mean? (laughs) I mean, uh, so yeah. We'll be right back after this. Back after this. What's up boys and girls. Welcome to the podcast podcast is brought to you by Waterstone Mortgage and the Bowen team. If you guys are possibly thinking about buying a house, the most important thing you can do is work with a mortgage lender who knows what the hell they're doing. I have to tell you, after doing this for five years full-time, it's probably one of the single most important things you can do besides hiring a good realtor. Uh, Michael Bowen from Waterstone Mortgage, this guy's a pro. He's been doing it for like 30 years. He's one of the top mortgage brokers in New Mexico. And I actually personally use this guy a lot. He's actually done uh, a personal house for me, but then I always have no problem referring this guy to other people. So if you're a first-time home buyer, if you're trying to buy a luxury property, you want to buy an investment property, whatever you can think of, this guy can help for sure. Give Michael Bowen a call from Waterstone Mortgage, 505-259-8326. That's 505-259-8326. NMLS number 214602. Michael Bowen at Waterstone Mortgage. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Pure Life Medical Cannabis. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, I said it, medical cannabis. If you are a cardholder here in the state of New Mexico, you want to go with the best. You got to go with Pure Life, all right? Being a medical card holder, I can tell you these guys probably have the largest variety of strains out of any of the dispensaries that I've seen here in New Mexico. Uh, they've got stores in Las Cruces, T or C. There's, they have like six stores all around the state. They've got 10 coming 
by the middle of next year. These guys are known for their high quality medicine, exceptional service. Their staff is super friendly. Uh, they've got edibles, chocolates, gummies, candies. They also carry Bloom vape pens. Now, the cool thing about the Bloom vape pen, these things are laboratory tested as being safe, so you don't have to worry about any nonsense with that. And then all of their product is actually grown in this multi-million dollar state-of-the-art facility that they had built just for their medicine. So if you are a card holder, if you're a medical cannabis card holder, you have to go and check out the people over at Pure Life. Six locations to choose from. PureLifeNM.com is the website. Make sure you tell them Buck and Dex sent you. The podcast is also being brought to you by Unleashed Sports Nutrition. If you're not familiar with these guys, let me explain who they are. They used to be a different brand years ago when we were back doing the morning show, and then they changed because they could help their clients and customers better by just kind of going out on their own. So now they're Unleashed Sports Nutrition. They're in Rio Rancho, and Corey is the guy that owns that place over there. They've got another shop actually coming here pretty soon. It's going to be in the Winrock Town Center. So these guys are actually very helpful. I got on this health kick this summer, about the middle of July, and I went over and saw Corey, and he was kind of helping me out as far as, you know, telling me what I needed as far as protein, you know, you need to take in this much protein, you need to take this uh, this amino acid, and he really set me up with, uh, I guess, just kind of like making sure that I was going to be successful for what I was trying to do, and I got to tell you, man, I have never felt better and I'm stronger than I ever was. I mean, I'm being consistent about it. I'm being consistent with my diet, uh, with my exercise. But the other piece of this puzzle that you have to have if you're trying to lose weight or you're trying to gain muscle is you have to be taking the right supplements and you have to go see the guys over at Unleashed Sports Nutrition in Rio Rancho. Don't just take my word for it though. Make sure you call them and talk to them. Call, ask for Corey. The phone number is 505 502-4800, 505-892-4800, ask for Corey, make sure you tell them that Buck and Dex sent you so you can get the Buck and Dex podcast deal. How's your uh, how's your coffee company doing, man? You actually came down and you brought some pumpkin spice cold brew caveman coffee. Yeah. And I'm going to save mine for later. Um, Dex... I'm not a Dex coffee guy. Dex is a guy. fucking weirdo, man. He has, he says. Don't judge me, Tate. He, sip. he says he has a phobia about coffee. What's the phobia? I don't know. Let's I, unpack I, this. I haven't really figured it out. I know growing up, my parents always brewed coffee. And then and poured it, it on you. Yes. And, and then I poured would, hot coffee I would, I would on would his not, genitals when he was a know, young child. I understand. I understand your hesitancy. <laughs> no, it was... Uh, this is cold brewed. Well, the, the, type of, uh, the type of coffee that my parents brewed was just disgusting to me growing up. And I just... From that time of being a kid, I just always associated coffee with that. And don't get me wrong. I think you a lot of coffee. You want to sip a pumpkin spice? Come on, sip it. It's not like coffee. Good, you know what? Sip? You said you were going to do so many. He, he told me, I, I talked to him the other day. One of our sponsors is going to be a, a, a medical marijuana shop here in town. Uh-huh. And I told him, I was like, I want you to smoke a joint on the podcast. And he's like, I'll do it. But not a sip of coffee. But if you'll do that, you won't take a sip of coffee. I don't think I will. I'll do, I'll, I'll do any type of drug. 
I, you know what? I don't, I'll take wanna, that I don't know what you do a bunch of drugs. I want, <laughs> do want you to smoke, smoke we just joint. Want, we just want you to be okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm fine. Yeah, it's been it's been great. This is another thing that was like an accident, right? Uh, that you're so this at. UKJ is... And me, me uh, Keith, and Lacey Mackey. And so we all kind of met. Well, Keith and I go way back. And then we um, Lacey also works in the film business. And we kind of started a little pop-up coffee thing. And then she's like playing around and publishes a web page that was premature and then next thing you know we got a coffee company to service and, and well not next thing you know place where we did a pop-up friend of mine that owns a gym was opening another gym in in um, manhattan and he goes hey i'd love to put a coffee spot in my place and i like your guys's ethic and what you guys do how you do it would you come help us set up a shop it's like, that's totally not what we do. We've never done that before. 100% will be there. What, what time <laughs> we need to do it at? Just say yeah. yes. And we just made it happen. And like, and that's kind of been my life, you guys, is like, I, I, I look at that stuff. That looks cool. And then it's like, you throw your hat over the fence and then you got to go get your hat. How are the, you dig under the fence, climb over it, cut through. How, you just, you got to get past the obstacle and, and jump into the next realm. And so that's kind of what we did is, is uh, we said yes. And then we go, okay, here's how we service it. And how do we do that to the best of our ability? And that's kind of what K-Man Coffee has been. And uh, and we're one of the first to market. I don't know if the first or not, but to market with cold brew nitro, a nitrogenated cold brew coffee. And then um, we had to, we, we outgrew our, our process and our roasters that we were in and we had to look for a better process and, and better quality. And, and we transferred most of our assets into going in the cold brew space because we kind of had the beans that we liked from the farms we liked knocked. And then we wanted to develop something that we could do for grocery. And so we uh, developed our cold brew nitro, which is a shelf stable product that is a uh, I think it's better than anything that's out there by far. I mean, yeah, you couldn't convince me otherwise. And then uh, we just, in the last two months, we put out a pumpkin spice latte and a vanilla um, latte, and we'll be doing a mocha latte in a can uh, by spring. And so those are the things that we've got on board right now. And then, you know, we play with the idea of the CBD in the coffee and all that. And, and I just, you know, I don't know a lot about that, but like inside of our ethic, it's like, yeah, we could pump that in. I know a lot of people doing it. But right now, nationally, it's illegal if we transfer state lines with uh, cannabis CBD versus derived from hemp, hemp CBD. CBD yeah. And so hemp CBD, they talk about that it doesn't really have the entourage effect of uh, having can- cannabis and THC in it. It says they need small trace amounts of THC to make the CBD more bioavailable, that it's more utilizable by the body in that way. Now, not not being able to do that nationally and that you can go to prison for it. Um, you know, a lot yeah, of people are like, that. put 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 your foot in the door though with yeah. the hemp CBD. Yeah. And then you got a product out there that I'm, that I'm selling a product that I know is not the most efficacious product to people. And then I'm like, that feels funny to me. Yeah. And so then I'm like, ah, let's just wait until we can just, port you know but so that's something that we're looking at that you know as soon as the rest of the country gets any sense or gets their envelope i think it's just about who gets an envelope you know something else (laughs) you could look at too would be um you could look at the kratom stuff oh yeah the kratom stuff so the guy who's like the big champion for kratom i think he was on joe's podcast on rogan's podcast could be there's a couple of them and this chris bell is one of them i can't remember he was like a big power lifter or something like that mark bell yeah Yeah. had to get new hips and mark's his brother and chris yeah yep yeah, and he uh, he basically was the person who helped um, who helped champion kratom because the DEA wanted to schedule one kratom. Yep. and it's basically like 
derived from a leaf from some plant in Southeast Asia or something. Have you have you had luck with it? Have you tried it? I've tried it. Yeah, I tried it too. It just made me throw up. Did it really? It didn't. And I tried three different companies because that's kind of not head I am. But apparently, it's just not for not for me. And I don't really understand a lot about it. You know, I know it's a it's a it's supposed to be a pain relieving kind of deal or works whatever. for PTSD. Works yeah. with mood stuff. Yeah, I had- you know, there's a guy, a guy we have um. We have a speakeasy downtown, uh-huh. and our bartender is like deep, deep, deep. The steakhouse? Uh, no, 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 different one. No, we have a we have a we have a, we have a we have a whiskey. Uh, oh, cool! Uh, whiskey cocktail speakeasy downtown. But this, uh, but this bartender is like really super deep into the kratom game. I should hook you guys up, and yeah, because he he buys it buys it in bulk for just for himself. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I I'd never really looked into it after that, and and uh, and I thought, well, how far out of your lane do you want to get? You know, what yeah. I mean? So, uh, but yeah, that's that's the that's the story, and so that and then that's the thing. What do you want to do with your business? You know, do you want to? And so I like I never even thought of it as a startup. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was just like, oh, we're just doing a business. You know, I never. And then I started thinking about it. I was on this Netflix movie, and and I was like, oh fuck. It was when Disney started talking about wanting to come out, and then mm-hmm. Amazon was really coming strong. I was like. Netflix is a startup and startups are doing what they're looking to get absorbed by a bigger company. Yeah. And so like that's either Amazon or Disney, but I was like, Netflix used to sell CDs in the mail. Like yeah. that was the, that was, you know? Was, oh yeah. you right. Yeah. Well, that's part of the beauty of what we get to do now. I mean, you know, we were talking about this earlier and I remember we did a show once where we were on the air and we were talking about how at the time I was bitching about probably my cable bill. And I wish that we could have, a la carte TV, you know, yeah. and now we have that. Yep. We I have that. I wanted that too. I'm like, why do I have to have all these other yeah. channels? Yeah. They, I only want yeah. TNT. Yeah. That's all I want. Yeah. <laughs> and now we have that. Now we have that with, with our entertainment, with our radio personalities, our comedians, you know, you have podcast and it's a beautiful thing. Well, in the podcast, you look at the, I mean, I remember when Joseph first started doing his, right? And he went from selling out comedy clubs, 300, 500 seaters to selling out auditoriums of three to five thousand people he just did a stadium mm-hmm. he just toured with and and that's he's with all, Chappelle, right he did he did yeah. like five shows with Chappelle, and uh and and that whole structure because if you weren't on tv or weren't so, like tough shit yeah but as soon as that exposure came oh boy i mean it just increased like crazy yeah. social media has done more for commerce than the cell phone did back in the day i remember i'm you know trying to sell uh construction jobs roofing and and uh siding and and shit like i would do construction jobs with my friend scotty and we would uh redo houses after hailstorms and stuff and yeah. and like i was like and that was in early 2000s and i was like man without a cell phone i would make 10 percent of what i'm making right now just because you can't do business you're stopping at the phone you got to get messages like but the, the what the internet does i mean technology has moved us in crazy ways to even think about what's next is like i i, I can't it's i can't yeah. fathom that like, yeah yeah i do uber and lyft mm-hmm. and so i'll be driving around going without this thing man i couldn't be making money right now and you would I'm, be pizza you'd be a yeah, pizza guy exactly which yeah. i was as a kid i mean yeah. it's like yeah yeah it's a it's a crazy new world we're in and so yeah. you think about oh this can't happen or that's not possible anybody saying that stuff just wait we'll see yeah yeah it's crazy to yeah. see what's gonna happen you think about technology really and where we've i mean even in the past 40 years mm-hmm. it's it's insane I mean, it's just absolutely insane 
how much things have advanced yeah. over the past four decades. Well, and you think, I mean, I just walked a guy to his death a couple of years ago. He was a World War II vet, and he was, you know, 94 years old when he went. And, uh, you know, you look at the arc of life of a guy that was born in 1921 or whatever. Yeah. And, and all the things he's seen and just to sit and listen and hear how that's changed and yeah. altered. And I mean, from race relations to, you know, I mean, the whole thing and to travel. I mean, that guy, he went through Syria, through Italy, through France, through South America. Like, and this is back when travel was not super easy. Like, it's just a, it's an amazing life we, we get to be a part of, you know? Yeah, yeah. for sure. I wasn't hopping on a jetliner and six how, hours later ending up in the. How many have you guys done podcasts? Uh, this we just launched, man. Today, right on. yeah. This is dope. This is it. Yeah. yeah. So this is what's this is what's up. Ever since, like, you know, you guys got agency where there's no radio control telling you this or that. Like, we're unfettered, th- baby. This is this is <laughs> it's this awesome. is a beautiful beginning yeah. right now. And the thing that is about beautiful beginnings that people don't stay with is because there's not a paycheck in the beginning. But everything I've seen in life that's been beautiful, whether that's Joe Rogan getting a billion downloads, that started with zero money. That started with an outlay of money. It's gonna cost me it my 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 career in film. I gotta go meet this coordinator. I don't have no money. I got a job bodyguarding for a grand a day. Great. I hate it. I'll do it. And I get the money. And then I fly to Philadelphia to shake this one guy's hand that I have to find by driving around town looking for those little yellow signs of where a set is. <laughs> yeah. And then I go and I okay, find somebody with a radio. Hey, do you know where the stunt coordinator is? And then go like that that was my hustle. Yeah. And then I go shake a guy's hand that never gives me a job, never work for him to this day. But he knows me and I know he'll hire me when there's the time. But it's like that that my whole career came out of that. It's like everything comes up. And I say that because everybody looks at this thing about like, well, I got to get paid for mine. And da, 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 da. And it's like, you know what? Nobody that ever busted a grape had that attitude. Mm-hmm. They just had the attitude that they fall in love with the goddamn work. And that work speaks for itself. And and when that hustle comes out of, of this, like this, you guys formulating a show and getting to do whatever you want and then getting hiring somebody to come and do a call-in bank so you're doing yeah. live. Like, I mean, I'm so excited for what's yeah. about to come. And, th- and that's the thing I think to hold on to. Yeah, we're pretty. I'm pretty excited about this. I don't know. He's been kind of like a negative Nancy lately. I don't know what his deal is. Like he's got sand in his vagina or that's something. His, that's but, his role on the show. But he's playing the character. character. No, yeah. you know what it is. It's uh, this. He's is, been in a funk, man. Honestly, he's been in a. He's had a bunch of shit happening. Like, well, so. yeah, but it's also I'm I'm trying to become a firefighter, and so I'm working out twice a day. I'm at the fire academy. I'm Ubering and doing lifts. It's it's just a grind, you know? So I'm just like, holy crap. I'm tired. I'm getting up at four o'clock in the morning so I can pick people up, take them to the airport. And then at 6 a.m., I'm going to the gym. And then at 1130, I'm hitting CrossFit, you know? And then in the afternoon, I'm at the academy. And it's just like, and now I have college coming, which is, this is a beautiful time in my life. I just hit 40. And I'm like so excited to see what's on the horizon because I know this this work that I'm putting in isn't gonna be for nothing, you right. know? Right. So it's just a grind. And so when he when he hit me up and was like, You wanna you wanna do the podcast? I was going, Oh my gosh. You know what I told Fuck. him? I said, dude, I was like this is our El Camino moment. I'm excited. <laughs> this is our El Camino moment. Breaking Bad was gone for 10 years, and then El Camino yeah. came out, and people lost their fucking minds. And yeah. this is exactly where we are right now. Yeah, well, I've, I've, been, I've been, you know, I, uh, 
like I've just been in, like recovering. I, I I hurt myself on set early early this year, and um, I, I've walked away from a dozen concussions before, and and this altered me and it put me in a dark spot all summer long really and up till now and but so like me going out of the house people are like what are you doing today i go well listen I go you know the buck and dex show back in the day and they go well, yeah of course everybody i talk to today <laughs> is like yeah i go well i get to go do a podcast with those guys today and they're <laughs> like no a- shit and i go yeah and so it's like the, you know you guys got a panat you, you don't know who you are also, like you got a panache and a name that you, you know, and that's your work that you've created, just like the work you're doing today that you're, you know, that, I mean, that's just not for nothing, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and that's, that's, I think that's super cool, you yeah. know? I'm excited for this, man, because I mean, I'll be really honest with you. The last five years of my life have just been fucking hard, yeah. you know, since we left the radio station, you know, I had little tiny kids. I mean, my kids are now four, six and the seven other battle, you know? developing a real estate career, you know, from nothing. I mean, it's just been hard, man. And it's like, we get to do this now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, And you've already shifted and pivoted. Yeah. It's hard to pivot. But shit, you guys have already dug your feet in and changed directions. Well, shit, now's where it gets, now it gets, now the pieces start to fall into place because yeah. there's a goal on the horizon. Yeah. You know, without a goal on the horizon, that's when I feel the worst, when I don't have that purpose. Yeah. But man, you, you develop a purpose and you're like, Oh, okay. We're, yeah. we're driving forward, you know? I yeah. think it's, yeah, I couldn't be more stoked. Yeah. No, it's, it's cool. And to hear what you, you said today, you know, that that's, I, I hold on to, you know, those podcasts, those, you know, whether it's Rogan or it's Cameron Haynes, you know, those guys, you know, that, that inspire you, you know, to just get up and just grind it out, you know? And I picked up a guy the other day um, and he was wearing a gi. And he gets in the car. I love the guys that wear their gi yeah. to class. Yeah. And uh, I picked him up. That's a guy in love with jujitsu. Oh, yeah. And uh, I go, uh, we just started having a conversation. And he goes, yeah, I just started uh, jujitsu probably about uh, about six months ago. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. How's it going? He's like, yeah, man, I was listening to this guy named Joe Rogan. And and uh, he's always talking about jujitsu. And I'm like, maybe I should do that. And he is fun. He jumped in and he's like, it's the greatest decision I've ever made yeah. in my life. Isn't this, that great? this guy was like, you know, 35 years old, you know, and he's he's just so pumped that he just got done with jujitsu class, you know. Yep. So it's just the impact, you know, that we can have on people's yep. lives, you know, is so important and so cool. And well, and, and yeah. it's that thing of everybody lifting up everybody. Mm-hmm. And in that way, you know, I think for a long time, people were in, a, in a, the, the whole country, maybe in a scarcity mindset. And you, you saw it around. I'd see it at the comedy store and, and uh, Joe's talked about it, but he's like, you know what? There's only one flavor. It's like, you know, the thing happened. Uh, I, I kind of blew up Bulletproof, Dave Asprey and, and, and all that and brought him on to Joe's show and, and, and he, his shit exploded, you know, but, and then he got mad that we had a coffee company. He's like, as if there's only so many coffees that could be sold. And, the, and it's like, you know, that was the same attitude Joe had. He's like, there's a lot of funny out there. There's a lot of good stuff out there. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I need to shit on every other comic, you know, like let's bring everybody yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. It's like, and that's the thing about it is like, you know, you start, you start whispering positive, good change into the world, man. And that, you know, whether that impacts a change or not, it changes the vibration of the water that you're in. Yeah. And shit, man, I'm the fish I got to catch. I got to watch my consciousness. I, and, and all that stuff brings it back to me and go, oh, okay, where can I be a little bit better? You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. And all these ideas, a lot of them are just like, 
Oh, yeah, I, rem- I remember that. You know, it's like we're getting this forgetting all the time when we get when I, when I get caught up in my self-absorbed shit and it's like then you say something like mm, that's right that's right we go help somebody yeah or or whatever you know it's like yeah. we all need that help remembering and, and i think it's a beautiful thing to have uh you know i love i love the people i get to meet in the world and i go you know and, and i'll send people text sometimes i'm like i just i'm just so glad to know that you're out there in the world yeah that you're out there standing up straight because you help me to stand up straighter you know, when I see you meet adversity with, with some kind of uh, dignity, like that, I go, God, you know, I, I watched my friend and he, he, he buried his parents, you know, and I go, geez, man, I don't know how to do that. But I watched you walk through it with such honor and integrity uh, uh, amongst all of the, all the stuff that it could have been and, and, and see how you carry that. And it's like, I get to see how to stand up straight in places that I ain't familiar with that. And, yeah. and I think in that way, you know, that this universal, uh, spirit that we all have, I, you know, that's the greatest thing I can call God is that maybe there's this, maybe there's this, this realm where all our spirits, the, 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 the like if I take a rock away from the Sandias, it's just a fucking rock. Mm. I throw that up by the mountain. That's part of the mountain, man. And and I think that's what all of our souls are like in a way. It's like we we get to get that's that's a God sphere, you know. And 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 when I get away from that and I get self absorbed, well, that's Tate, and that's a little it stinks a little more, yeah, you know. And and uh and and that's that's the neat thing when I can start to look at life in the ways that are um more fruitful for everybody. Yeah. Well, shit, that's also more fruitful for that's oh okay that's the way you know that's the way then right yeah. yeah. What do you uh. So we're about to finish a decade. Oh yeah. Crazy. How wild that we made it this far. I know. What do you I would have uh, never thought that? I remember I was working at a nightclub in 2000 when the clock ticked and all the planes were going to drop out of the sky. Yeah. The computers were going to crash and yeah. all the billionaires were going to be zero. <laughs> yeah. And I thought about that. I go, the billionaires are going to I go, nah, it's they're going to keep it going. They're going to keep it going. Yeah. But when I went to work that night, I brought an AK-47 with me. I had a, pi- I had a pistol. Really? I had a pistol grip shotgun. I had an ankle holster that I always had anyway, and I had a Glock on my waist. I had I had a bag of guns by the front door because we didn't know is there going to be riots? Know. What's going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy there. Yeah. And uh, you know, we'd had the Oklahoma City bombing. Yeah. We had a lot of crazy shit happening. And so, and my and and the crazy thing is, my boss, who is this uh, this older lesbian lady, was like not corporal or marshal or whatever in any kind of way and was like totally down she's like yeah do your thing keep us safe <laughs> but to think about that like, yeah you know that's my consciousness then as if i like you know anyway the whole there's a lot of things wrong with that picture if you're listening but you know to think that we're here in such a different outlook is an amazing thing yeah the, you, the, the new no 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 another decade yep what are you looking forward to in this new decade do you have any i just kind of like go along with everything and i don't really have any I don't make any I big just look plans. To go, I go, if I, you know, you know, I think about the definition of a friend, you know, uh, and, and, and talking, and, you know, and so I, I looked at like, how can I make myself healthiest, you know, in all those ways so that I can be more useful. Right. And then, and, and that's a long end at the short end. I go, how do I not hurt myself or kill myself so that I can keep myself as a good friend? Yeah. Because. If I'm a friend of yours, I, I feel like there's a oath and a responsibility to keep myself safe and to keep myself growing and open-minded. And, uh, and, and that's something that I take really seriously, you know? And, you know, I, I had a braid injury in June. And um, 
and and like I said, it wasn't the worst. It didn't seem like, but it it, it, it sent me into this thing they call post concussive syndrome, which is a horribly depressive state. And um, I just knew I wasn't going to be alive by February. I was like, that's. I, and, and then as a couple more, 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 more time went by, I thought I'm not even interested. I don't even want to try anymore, really. Yeah. And as my wanting to try started to wane, I started to think about what I thought about a friend. And I go, it's your responsibility to take the best care of yourself as you can, Tate. And so I started looking out and I started reaching out to people, which was the last thing I wanted to do. And um, and one of my friends says, hey, you got to talk to my friend, Dr. Dan. And uh, his name's Dan England. He wrote this book about concussion repair. And then he had a clinic that he says, hey, I think you should go to this clinic because, uh, you know, if you don't think you're long for this life. And and so I did, you know, and I, I spent a couple weeks there and and then I, I kept doing follow up training with it. And, Is that the uh, hyperbaric chamber? Well, that I was in 50 of those this year. Yeah. Um, the, the That was a different thing. Uh, I did that also at the clinic, but. I did transcranial magnets. I did uh, ketamine NAD infusions. I did uh, all sorts of uh, saccades and all these eye treatments that one eye was looking one way, one's looking the other way. Trying to balance that out, you know, that's the input into your cerebral cortex is through the optic nerve, and 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 that you're looking wrong at things that's got impact and. And, you know, after the first week I was in the clinic, uh, and I'd been depressed since I was a little kid, you know, I was always looking, you know, that's what kind of got me to be a seeker in the way that I am, I think, you know, but, um, that first week I got done, I was laying in bed on Sunday and I was like, I got to go back to the clinic on Monday. And I just started crying and I thought, man, I hadn't thought of hurting myself in two days. And I'd never had that since I was a little kid. Yeah. And, um, and so that was the beginning for me and it was like that thing when you know it's like that thing being on star wars on set that day for for me um it's like i saw a hope and i go even if that passes and i knew it right then i go even if this passes tate you can't unknow that you felt like this and that's something you can reach towards mm. and so maybe you ain't got a championship belt around your waist but you can still stay in the fight you know and 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 inside of that you know like you know people ask about the coffee and stuff now i got you know i'd love to blow it all up and, and and sell it to uh nestle or whoever and um and just start uh brain institutes because i see i don't know if you've seen the movie concussion with will smith but oh I, yeah I, I i i see that in fighters now the cte i, I heard joe, joe joe said a long time ago and he didn't know he didn't fucking know anything and he said a long time ago he goes we were watching, I think it was Sam Morgan, and he fucked, dude, I watched that guy bleed out his ears and his fucking mouth for five minutes or so on the ground at a fight night, and uh, and it's terrifying to watch somebody in that condition, and I was in that condition on, in June, and and Joe said after that fight, he goes, he goes, the worst thing about concussions is they, the, the worst parts don't show up until 10, 20 years later, yeah. and I go, huh and then, and then i'm like how's he he didn't know that how's he know that and then I, I you know i walked through my own experience and here i am you know 10 20 years later uh from fights and uh and i go oh that dark shadow lives in your brain and the minute it can get bigger it does as soon as you weaken a little bit and you become not yourself and uh and people kill themselves and every day we have a soldier that kills himself and it's not because he fucking shot up a bunch of babies in vietnam I'd give a shit about the babies the thing is is he's in a concussive uh incident explosions gunfire all day long do you know that on a boat that the seals are on when they skip across the waves every one of those is a tbi 
Every time you land on that, it's a TBI. And, and so we have all these successive injuries to our brain that none of us are aware of. We laugh it off. You see two little kids in a football field, they hit each other. Oh, look, he's dizzy. That's a brain injury. Yeah. You've yeah. injured your child. And it's like, and I, I don't regret not one of the lumps, but I do think it's uh, atrocious that we have major league football uh, and, and fighting and everything else that just doesn't even speak about this. It's like, there are ways you can recover. There's ways we can mitigate that damage. There's ways we could get better. And to pretend it's not happening is killing people on a daily basis. And so, uh, you know, uh, my, my higher call, and, and I'm in the middle of my own recovery right now. And so I don't want to really speak a whole lot. I don't have an answer for it, but God damn it. I'm looking for one. And, um, and, and, and if you're out with brain injury, I, I want, I want you to know that you're not alone and it's acknowledged because it's a thing that a lot of people go, that doesn't even seem real. Because yeah. I look healthy, I look well. I don't look diminished. And I tell you, I was like in a in a infantile state all, all summer long, you know. And and I still look like this fucking gorilla. So it betrays me. And and I need people to treat me kind, you know. And so in, anyway, inside of that, you know, there's you know, what's my 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 whole life is like. Well, then how do you how do you now that you walk this road now? What's the next? And this is just the next thing it's leading me to, you know, like, yeah, yeah, I love, I, I love that. Let's fucking mix it up. Let's bang it out. But at the same time, let's fucking heal our brothers and our soldiers where we can and not just throw them away as if they're used entertainment, like a used condom for yeah. fuck's sake. Yeah. yeah. Well, dude, you should be, uh, I got your next avenue of business for you. All right. You're going to be a motivational speaker. Yeah. I, I, you would set people on fire, bro. I'm telling you, <laughs> you, you would inspire people. You really could. Well, I, I, uh, I just, I just, I just look to be something that people can count on. You know, um, something you can trust. And it's like when you're talking about mental health or you're talking about, you know, addiction or things like that. It's like I know a lot about those things because yeah. I walk them roads and, uh, and there, and and when I do talk to kids, you know, I got to go speak at this thing called True Hope, uh, which my friend Jeremy puts on, and and you know, we got all these throwaway kids up in Stockton, and and we're talking to a thousand of them, and and uh, and every time I talk, man, I I know that a lot of kids are just partying, a lot of kids are just going through whatever, but. I go, hey, man, when it's a problem and you want it to stop and you can't, I want you to know there's another way because I never thought there was. I just didn't, I didn't realize I ended up in prison behind it, you know, and, and, uh, and, and there is another way. And so, and, and that, that's all I can do. I'm not here to tell somebody how to live or this or that. I don't know any of that, but I know that if you got yourself into a hole that, that there's ladders we can throw down to you. Yeah, for sure. Yep. For sure. All right, man. Well. Thank, thank you, you, boys. Thank you so Thanks, much Dave. for doing yeah. this, man. Good to see you, bro. Yeah, you guys yeah. too, man. You're a real breath of fresh air for uh, me today. No, man. It was uh, hearing what you had to say. I needed to hear it. You know, I was in my camper, just in bed, and then Buck texted me and was like, "You need to get over here." And I'm I was like, like, "Tate's uh, on his way. Uh, okay. Get over here." I'm so Buck sorry, away. it was so last minute, but I'm, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, it's I'm so fine, glad. dude. I love it. I'm, I'm so, so glad, glad that you're here, man. I'm so it's glad. fine. Yeah. I needed to. I need that little pep talk. Yeah. So, so well, we'll do this again too. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure, man. We're going to be doing this thing, and you know, anytime you want to come down, dude, you're always welcome. Perfect. Love having you. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I love it. Thank you. All right. Yeah, thank you, thank you Tate. All right.